Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> bring back the dare dribble i don't know you know, would you feel comfortable riding in one okay we still ride in boats and the titanic happened that's true also to be fair mostly nazis died so that's kind of a win-win yeah that's fair too maybe this is how we solve our nazi problem now <laughs> just make more dirigibles make more dirigibles <laughs> yeah the turtles brought back blimps in the 80s it's true the turtle blimp oh, yeah. i had the turtle blimp toy and there was like a pinhole oh that's in the blimp part of it so i just had like the bit that hung down because i'd blow it up and it would just immediately deflate oh and i could bummer. never find the pinhole and yeah so i just had like the thing they rode on and it was just kind of like a weird sky bike and i was uh, miserable for it <laughs> uh welcome back to cage match colon a roundabout way of meeting nicholas cage with nick sean and peter i am sean i'm nick and i'm peter hi we watch uh all the Nicolas Cage movies, so you only have to watch the good ones. Or you can watch the bad ones, too. They they mostly have value. Yeah, cool. We're kind of in the, the middle of the bracket right now, where everything is sort of not great. Yeah. Um, but not bad. I mean, there's some there's some great terrible. That is true. We're going to talk about some of it today. So this is a podcast where we watch 64 of what we assume will be probably Nick Cage's best films. Probably. We watch them two at a time, talk about them, debate their finer points, and uh, decide we'll go on to potentially be the best Nick Cage movie of all time, according to us. Yeah, ostensibly, you know, based on caginess of the movies, but also watchability. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. Yeah. Because there have been some cagey films that are... Not so watchable. Not so watchable. Right. One of which I have to watch again, thanks to Nick. We got rid of adaptation. <laughs> hey, that's a spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't yeah. listened to our original episode. Our second episode? Yeah. I really, yeah, I'd be interested to know who's coming into this on episode 13. Hey, drop down in the comments and tell me what uh, what episode you started out on. Also, uh, please hit that like button and subscribe. Ah. let's get that let's get that out of the way at the top yeah, no, i appreciate that and yeah, if you yeah. do feel generous and want to throw us any money we do have a patreon and any support is highly appreciated um a big thank you to our new patrons uh josie and rico and sean yeah officially officially a, yeah. a real patron now he's a real boy yep we're real proud of him so Sean, I know that you hate ai generated art and i do too for lots of reasons but on the one true god nick cage subreddit they um often post a bunch of nick cage art and i i can't get over it like ai art already kind of sucks and these are just like constantly melting candle versions of nick cage and like <laughs> he always has rat teeth and <laughs> it's very weird i don't understand oh, what ai thinks he is but it is not him <laughs> you know 26 movies into this i'm not sure if i know what nick cage is anymore Boy, that's a deeper statement. What is life, Peter? It's just this, I think. <laughs> oh, God, are we in hell? Maybe. Speaking of hell. <laughs> hey, all right. This week we are talking about Drive Angry, 2011's Drive Angry, and 2012's Stolen. And so, maybe if we're lucky, a little bit of Ghost Rider in the middle. No. <laughs> so a, uh, a condemned murderer breaks out of hell 
to exact revenge and uh, to exact vengeance and make sure hell doesn't walk earth. His name, Johnny Blaze. Just right off the top, it is shocking how similar the premise of those movies are. So this is a movie about a dude who escapes from hell on a quest for vengeance. He is trying to find some bad cultists who steal babies and kill them to try to bring Satan into the world. In his adventure, he finds Amber Turd and... Allegedly. Allegedly. And they have a, a team up. There's Budget Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ooh, and who was one of the screenwriters in this movie. That's true. Uh, Todd Farmer. He looks like a real douchebag. And apparently he puts a special thanks to his wife in the credits of all of his films. <laughs> thanks, honey. Those are that, That's the level of fun facts uh, people can expect for these movies. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Nicolas Cage is starring as Milton, uh, the aforementioned guy who escaped from hell. Amber Heard is Piper, the super white trash lady. And William Fitchner is the accountant who is sent from hell to find Nicolas Cage and bring him back. Yeah, Fickner. Uh, oh, Fickner? Yeah, it's spelled Fitchner, but yeah. yeah. Um, Fickner, he fucking rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh God. I mean, just in general, he's always such a weirdo, but... <laughs> well, fair. He's one of those people I always think he's someone else. Oh, and then you also have the cult leader, Jonah King, who's played by Billy Burke. Yeah. The dad from Twilight. Oh, I've never seen any of those. They're fine. I don't know why, but for when the accountant's first on the screen, you see him at kind of a distance. I'm like, is that Steven Weber from Wings, who was also in even Las Vegas? And I'm like, no, it's not. Then it is that, that guy from the insurance commercials. No, it's not him either. You know what this movie could have used? Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I kind of think every movie could use Tony Shalhoub. I only say that because I was trying to remember Stephen Weber's name and I just Googled Wings. Yeah, so uh, what do you what do you want <laughs> there, to say about this movie? All right, let's just get this out at the top because uh, we talk about it for most Nick Cage films. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, exposed breasts in this film. Oh, yeah, this one was like thick with them, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we started out with this because this is a topic I have something to say about. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was lousy with nudity. Yeah, it's like... It's a very Grindhouse-style film. There's, like, excessive nudity. There is a gunfight scene that involves fucking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. That was good. And then just naked ladies dancing around a fire at the end uh, before the big climactic fight, and even some of them uh, shooting machine guns. If you look carefully, you can see a dong in that scene. Ooh. Yeah. All right, is that the first time we've seen... No, we saw... Um, Cage's dong. Oh no, we, uh, Sean. We definitely, we, saw, we definitely saw Sean Penn's balls. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah, we saw Sean Penn's balls. Yeah. This, nice. This podcast is quickly becoming Mr. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Sean Penn's balls at one hour and thirteen minutes. <laughs> I probably wrote it down. I don't know. <laughs> um, go back through my notes. So dong, you say? Yeah, you know, it was just in the background of that uh, oh. cultist scene. <laughs> we should also say this film was. Uh, at the height actually this was like the kind of early one of the early forays back into big screen uh 3d the director of this also directed um, my bloody valentine which was right on that like early cusp of like big schlocky action horror 3d films 
I didn't immediately realize that this was a 3D movie so, until I looked it up later. Same with me. I watched it the first time and I'm like, man, the CG in this movie sucks. Yeah. And then Peter was like, man, I hate early CG. And I'm like, or not early CG, early 3D movies. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. That's why the bullets are always coming at me, but look terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, here's a hatchet that suddenly flings towards the screen. And yeah. Sure. And I, I get that it was fairly early on in the 3D renaissance of the bots but yeah it's such a, a simple stupid way to do it it's like oh here look somebody's eyeball is gonna pop out at you like, <laughs> all right it being a 3d film um was one of the driving factors for why nick cage wanted to do it because he was really interested in the technology at the time and he was like i want to see what i can do with that turns out not much if you could make one movie 3d that's not already 3d what would you choose like just first movie that comes to your head. I've got there's something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really good. Especially the Franken beans part. You can really get the texture out of that one. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go with Billy Madison. You just want that Miss Lippy scene in 3D? <laughs> Adam Adam Sandler would be interesting to see what he does with 3D. And I just watched Waterboy uh, the other day, which didn't deserve a rewatch, so I'm like, uh, maybe Billy Madison. <laughs> World Trade Center. World Trade Center? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's good. No, man, you can't get the best out of that because you never actually see the planes coming at you. They never show the planes. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> it was a hoax. <laughs> I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> Callbacks. <laughs> talk a little, so we were talking about 3D a little bit, but talk about the visuals in general. They're like, terrible. Remember that time that the hydrogen truck rolled? and <laughs> That is the best worst scene in the film. Okay, so just from the outset... The movie starts with Nick Cage driving out of hell and within isolation of just... Allegedly. With just in isolation of a CG car driving through CG hell, it looks passable. It's fine. There's nothing to compare... There's nothing to compare it to. That was kind of spawn level for me. It was spawn level, but there's there's no juxtaposition between like live actors to make it look bad. To make it look as bad as it is. Right. It works well in isolation. The next scene is... A bunch of hillbillies in a pickup truck being like, you said he was dead. Well, he's not, but you said. And like Nick Cage's car coming out, crashing into them. Then Nick Cage gets out of the car. And guy this pulls, is, wait, this is where you get to see his sweet, like bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, guy, yeah. guy pulls a tire iron and Nick Cage blows his hand off. And there's just bad CG spray of blood <laughs> that I guess great. is meant to come at you. Probably. Then someone else like gets out of the car, starts shooting, and the bullets are coming at you. But again, don't have a 3D TV. I don't think yeah. anyone does at this point. I knew one person who rented a movie. They had a 3D TV, and they rented My Bloody Valentine, in fact. And like we were over there, and it's like, well, he's only got one pair of glasses. So. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> so, but just like the car chases, for the most part, are fine. For a movie called Drive Angry, there's not that much driving in it. And none of it was all that angry. No, the last scene's pretty angry when he's just like mowing down cultists. But that's also the most just CG car in the film. Like at one point he's up on two wheels and like comes crashing down on a couple hippies. (laughs) Cultists. (laughs) (laughs) Come at me, hippies. The driving, like the stunt driving is fairly fun. What little there is. There's a fun chase with a Winnebago. No, the fight in the Winnebago was real cool. Yeah, but the worst CG by far, is the god killer. The gun he stole from Satan. Yeah. That is meant to, like, it can 
kill gods or just you die your soul goes away no yeah. heaven no hell it erases it. you yeah and uh it is got just the most mid to late 90s like early cg like quake level special effects that like shoot when it comes out it's just like a weird sparkler yeah it looks like someone shoots a fucking roman candle at somebody else and they just get launched into the air well it's like a five barrel revolver pistol thing that shoots prayers (laughs) the thing that bugged me about it was it's on a gun belt and they wear it around their like shoulders so it looks like a bandolier but it's it's not a bandolier it's a gun belt how big is the devil compared to how small are his hands like it's a big gun but it fits people's normal hands yeah so I'm but just it like, has a hell of a kick they it say. does have a hell of a kick mm. like the special effects are terrible uh nick cage hams it up pretty good I yeah do he does a pretty that. good job um uh-huh. there is a probably the best scene is the fight in the motel i don't know i'm, I'm always gonna go back to that fight with the writer because he looked so fucking dumb and he's just the guy is playing Amber Heard's fiance, and she's kind of established that he's not necessarily a great guy just through body language and stuff. You know, you learn how to read these things when you're a big dog like myself. But, you know, Nick Cage helps her get home, fixes her car and whatnot. She enters the apartment or trailer. It, apartment, please. It's a trailer. Uh, and this guy's just like, banging on the bed and then he's looking back and forth at the door and he's just got this look of uh like fear and he's just going like oh fuck oh fuck and the chick's like yeah fuck me fuck me then amber Heard runs up and like grabs her by her hair and yeah. drags her out budget steve austin is like trying to keep his wiener from being in the shot amber Heard knocks out this woman yeah it's very much a trailer park scene oh, just okay can we talk about the like the scene in the diner so amber Heard's character is a diner waitress at the start of this film and nick cage is like eyeing her because mm-hmm. he's the car for some reason well yeah it's a sweet ride i'm uh, assuming 69 mustang yeah license plate drive hungry uh right next to a bumper sticker that says i break for pussy oh yeah because it's the boyfriend's car yeah classy so Nick Cage is in this diner. He has a mug in front of him while he's looking at all these maps. And this waitress comes up and he's just like, you're going you're gonna to fuck me when I get out of work? Well, not subtle. Why does everyone want to fuck Nick Cage in this movie? No, is- this movie was incredibly horny. And it's not just any waitress. That was Katie Mixon. Yes. But like he grabs her by the throat, pulls her in and makes out with her, then throws her away. <laughs> And it's like, I said sugar, and like just starts pouring like just mountains of sugar into his coffee. That yeah. reminded me a little bit of uh, the first Men in Black when Edgar Edgar's body. Yeah. Just Edgar sugar. <laughs> so yes, okay, so he's trying to track down a baby. The baby is his granddaughter because mm-hmm. his daughter was in a cult. He died years ago. His punishment in hell was having to watch all of his loved ones and the shitty lives that they have to yeah. live. So that's how he's kept current on events. In terms of a punishment. There's no C-SPAN in hell, I guess. (laughs) In terms of a punishment, I mean, that doesn't seem like an eternal punishment, because eventually your loved ones will die. Maybe you just re-watch all that. You get get reruns. But so they don't explain that till after he has this weird, like, he's just thinking about, like, this woman and mustachioed guy who get murdered in a motel. None of that's explained before when we see oh, yeah, the it's a really of, weird scene. And it's also got um like a TV filter over it, which we later learn is because you watch 
the suffering of your loved ones, but none of that's explained before this weird flashback. Oh, you know, I hadn't actually gotten that impression with the filter on it. I just watched it and I was like, I don't know who these fuckers are. Jonah King, the cultist leader who thinks he's the new messiah, who had his dick bit off by Nick Cage's daughter. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then took her femur and added it to the top of his cane. Which is a sweet cane. Sweet cane, yeah. How much did you think that we were going to see stump dick? Uh, I thought it might, was fairly certain. Yeah. In 3D. Also, what's the point of being a cult? (laughs) I'm not going to make that joke because Peter will actually leave it in the podcast and I'll sound like a monster. No, what's the point of being a cult leader if you you, you don't got, if you got like, you know, a weird stump dick? That's fair. Okay, but speaking of that fucking guy, <laughs> not his stump dick, but speaking of that guy, that dumb fucking necklace that he wears, it's their symbol, which oh, looks yeah. like he keeps something that Bam Margera would have come up with. Bob uh, Bam Margera is the villain of this film. But yeah, he keeps wearing this necklace that everyone stabs him with. It's like, maybe don't wear that. Or round it out. What do you guys think of Grindhouse movies? Like, just in general. I, You know, I think they're fun. I like them. I mean, I like a good low-budget grindhouse film. I like kind of the weird Artur style of like a renegade filmmaking that that era comes from. And this weirdly overly produced, we're doing this for the sake of doing it, doesn't really do it for me. I don't know. I spend a lot of my life just doing things for the sake of doing them. But uh, but you spend $50 million to do them. I don't think anybody spent $50 million on this. That was the estimated budget of this film. <sighs> All for and all for the 3D. I'm I'm sure. Probably it made like 42 oh, million gr- worldwide gross. But this was and again this was also the early days of 3D, so that was kind of a big selling point. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, I like I like grindhouse movies. I like just kind of senseless violence and action that all centers around some very loose plot, uh, usually summed up in like three, two to three sentences. Yeah, yeah. That, that I think is a, that's kind of how I feel about it too. My biggest beef with this is that it was fucking like two hours long. Like, give me a give me a tight eighty on this movie, and I think that this could be pretty fun. Yeah. Now, if you just skip the first scene, save yourself on some minutes right there. That's true. Oh, that's, that's also the first scene ends with or the three D oh, drive yeah. angry and silver. It yeah, <laughs> they kind of roll in like an old Windows ninety eight <laughs> screensaver. Well, okay, that's what yeah, that's about the era of visual fidelity you're getting from the special effects in this film yeah it's awesome and there's like there are a lot of fun scenes in this film like especially fun violent scenes there's a scene where nicholas cage is having sex with a woman and he's fully clothed and she is fully not she's getting it too yeah and somehow yeah that's when uh jonah king's like crew breaks into the room and he just starts like shooting up the place while still and never stops fucking Mm mm-hmm and he's got a big old cigar in his mouth, yeah. too. Yeah, it's like a, a huge cigar and a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And he's just railing this woman and murdering everybody. Railing this woman with his, like, pants on and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to share my favorite quote right now. So we can she, stop dancing around Yes. It. She's like, you know, why don't you take your clothes off? And he's just like, cigar in his mouth. And he's like, I never disrobe before a gunfight. Door kicked in. And he just pulls a gun and shoots the guy in the head. For most of the scene, she's still like, give it to me, give it to me. Like, how oh, she's fun. in the throes of passion. She was in the throes of passion. It's only at the end where she's just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Meanwhile, in the room next door, Amber Heard is forcing some dude to like do her nails. 
And he also has to be naked while he does it. Yeah, he was naked. She was fully clothed. Yeah. It was weird. It's so weird film. There were some weird choices. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite scenes in terms of just visual and fun scenes is the Winnebago chase when he's like gets out of the warehouse and he's chasing her down. The woman Amber Heard was fighting gets thrown from the Winnebago. She like has a gun. She runs out into the middle of the road after Nick Cage drives by, gets down on one knee, aims, starts shooting, and then one of her cohorts in a car just slams into her. She just gets pancaked real (laughs) fast. It was awesome. But it's super blurry because it's 3D. Yeah, it's so bad. So you don't get to see it. I watched this movie twice. Proud of you. By the time the last last scene comes around, I just don't care anymore. Like there's 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 fun generic action. Like when his car comes like blasting over the wall through the fucking uh, heartogram. Yeah, their their big effigy. Yeah, that they've big, got yeah, going the pentagram there. effigy. And the like, Mark yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and just like goes the and just crowny star slams down on a couple of nude cultists, and then he just starts driving around. At this point, I'm just over it, and I'm just like, okay, let's just let's just get to the end. And I, I kind of blacked out the end of it altogether. Okay, in the context of this scene, I want to talk about the the God Killer because they bring it out, and you know that's their weapon of choice against the accountant trying to get him sent back to hell because that's the only thing that'll do it. But through you know happenstance, the accountant ends up with the gun. He's got Amber Heard. He's like, Nick Cage, Milton, you got to go out there and like fucking kill everybody. Do your thing. And Milton's like, why should I do that for you? And he's like, well, no matter what, I win. This way you have a chance to get what you want to. So he drives his car out there and he starts slamming into people. And in the fight with Jonah, the God killer, you know, comes about and it's, you know, here and there. And they're really for a gun that only has three bullets. They established that before. They are incredibly fast and loose with how they're going to use those bullets. Like, yeah. they take one shot in a moving car earlier. Trying to kill the accountant. Yeah, but you're in a moving car and you go for a headshot in a one shot kill gun. Yeah. You could have just shot his car. That probably would have done it. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have gotten to see the God Killer. Yeah, that's true. But then, like, in this last scene, like, Amber Heard tries to shoot somebody. Well, she does shoot somebody. It, you know, has a hell of a kick. So it uh, throws her back. And then Nicolas Cage finally gets it. And he uses it to shoot the Jonah, Jonah, the Jonah. And uh, it sucks in the the first guy that got killed with it. He like got thrown into a car and then it was a huge explosion. He gets thrown into the Winnebago. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Jonah gets shot with it, he kind of gets lifted up. And then there's like a little like black hole behind him and then he explodes in the back and they do a really bad cg like raiders of the lost ark like skeletonizing oh yeah yeah terrible but they had to get that skull so nick cage could drink the beer out yeah nick cage said like he wouldn't have a beer until he could drink it out of jonah's skull and he does yep like beer pouring out of the eye hole and everything and then at the end of the film, when he's like going to throw it away, he stops and like pockets it. Yeah, so he can take it back to hell with him. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. like the last, the last, this, the conversation with him in the account at the end is great. Uh, Nick Cage is talking about how if he, uh, if the devil puts him back in that hole, he'll escape again. And the accountant's like, "Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that." I do like when he does uh, go and meets up with um, low rent Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like what <laughs> happened here? It's like. This guy kicked my ass and this some bitch. It's like and, and then just the accountant's like some bitch. 
weird up and down like almost cagey performance yeah. my favorite part about their scene together was definitely when he slammed the handle of the baseball bat through uh, Stone Cold's <laughs> shoulder and just like pinned him to the wall and the guy's like why is everybody hurting me that was awesome I think my favorite moment with the accountant is after he gets the the god killer shot you know pot shot at him and then he gets run off a bridge or something and then these quote-unquote teenagers show up well they're just stoners yeah and to one of them he's like I'll, i won't see you until you're 73 or something like that and the other one he's like i'll see you in three weeks yeah <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> no like he was the best part oh and nick you mentioned this earlier we didn't really talk about it when we were talking about bad cg so the cops are there to kill milton piper and then the accountant comes in in a hydrogen truck that is the worst CG I've ever seen. And he like rolls it over some cop cars so Milton and Piper can drive underneath it. And then it explodes. But as he's rolling it over, he like pops out of. Yeah, he just casually steps, steps out the onto door onto another vehicle. Onto a cop car. The accountant rules. Yeah, he should get a movie. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how much better this movie could have been if it had been a team up. Like if Nicolas Cage escaped, the accountant comes out to get him. They align goals early on. Those two go forward and Amber Heard is trying to get her car back that they stole. So she's just like crazy white trash lady, like chasing them. I'm on my car. And these two, like, I mean, she hasn't done anything, so they're not going to kill her or anything. But she's just a eternal yeah. thorn in their side. That'd be a much better movie. So, and less Amber Heard, I'm sure. I just want to talk real quick about some of the weird reasons Nick Cage did this movie. Because there are some fun ones. The first one, and most important one, is he got to have his eye shot out in the film. Yeah, which was cool. He's like He was really obsessed with this idea and was um, had been trying to convince directors to let this be a part in a film for, <laughs> for a while. Oh, man, can you imagine if he had gotten his eye shot out in Ghost Rider? Then, like... <laughs> He's got the bullet in his eye, so then he, like, Ghost Rider's out, so he's just a skull and shakes the bullet out. I didn't... <laughs> that actually... I would have liked that. I didn't... <laughs> and he just goes, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, didn't write, I didn't write down the other movie that he'd filmed around the same time where he was asking the director to, like, let him get shot in the eye with an arrow. So he was just really into this idea. He signed on to this film because in his first meeting with the director, like, within the first paragraph of the pitch was you're gonna get your eye shot out he's like i'm in <laughs> also nick cage's oldest son contributed the title song drive angry hmm. who had been in a couple black metal bands at this point that's cool yeah nick did you have a, a quote oh i did uh it was actually when he got shot in the eye and he's sitting up later when he meets up with amber heard again and she's like oh you're dead and he's just sitting there and he's just like it's still in there i can i can feel it in my head yeah that's so, a pretty good one same, same conversation um talking to amber heard and he's like and she's asking like were you ever really in prison is anything you told me true and he's just ignoring it's like oh you're just gonna ignore me i'm gonna try <laughs> um i do like also when he's in the diner originally and he does this a couple times where he's like coffee black with sugar yeah they must not have sugar in hell mm. all right so uh how many cultist beer skulls out of 10 do you rank this one? Ooh, three. Six. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Is that the new rating system? <laughs> For this one. 
cultist beer skulls. I like it. I guess we've established that it's a, a 36 on a scale to 100. That's not right. That's terrible math. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about Stolen? Stolen. Um, Stolen is a heist film, so it automatically gets four cultist beer skulls out of 10 for me. <laughs> yeah, wait, how many, how many gold ingots does it get? <laughs> uh, I love heists. No, uh, so Stolen, uh, Nicolas Cage plays Will Montgomery, renowned jewelry thief slash, like, safe cracker. Yeah, he's just a cat burglar. Yeah, but, like, he's got skills. So they're... Uh, he's a good cat burglar. <laughs> so in New Orleans, they're staged to rob a jewelry store, but when the cops show up, uh, they're not in the jewelry store, they're in the bank. They rob $10 million dollars, during their escape, his partner, they are seen by an old man who the partner wants to kill. And Will's like, you know, we're not murderers. And the partner's like, I'm not going back to jail. Uh, so Will shoots his partner in the leg. Well, wrestles the gun away from him. And he gets shot in the leg. But so either way, they get separated. Really fun uh, chase with Will with the money. Mm-hmm. Will gets cornered. He drives backwards up a ramp. Yeah. This... That doesn't sound exciting at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, he drove backwards up a ramp. Uh, um, but has to dispose of the 10 mil before he gets arrested. Eight years later, gets out of prison. Everyone wants to know where the 10 mil is. He just wants to see his daughter. Goes to see his daughter. She's mad at him because, you know, he's a loser. who spent eight years in jail. Well, she's 15. Yeah. Right. That Also that. And he brought her like a dumb teddy bear. It's like... Come yeah. on, man. Well, oh, the yeah. last time he talked to her, they were talking about Care Bears. Yeah, but still, I mean... Eight years ago. She clearly hasn't come to visit him, so he doesn't know anything about her, and he's just trying to be a nice dad. Uh, yeah, I, I get the gesture. <laughs> I just feel like he probably could have done some better research. Yeah, but his ex-partner, who everyone thinks is dead, isn't dead, kidnaps the daughter, throws her in, drugs her and throws her in the back of a taxi, and is driving around New Orleans with her and he's got 12 hours to come up with the 10 mil or else nicholas cage will montgomery mark valley i just wanted to mention mark valley because you don't see mark valley that often i like mark valley how about uh barry shabaka henley i i watched this movie i got like 30 minutes in and then i had to kind of jump around because i had other shit going on was he just the old man at the bank yeah Okay, cool. Okay, so, I'm yeah, saying got... there's two African-American men in this uh, IMDb. There is the uh, taxi driver. Oh, yeah, okay. Him. Bertrand's the taxi driver. So, yeah, Barry Shabaka Henley. That is cool one of my name. favorite scenes. So, Will's trying to escape from the cops. He kidnaps a taxi driver. takes a taxi driver hostage and uses that taxi driver to try and get the GPS location of Vincent. The taxi driver's, like, talking to dispatch, and Nick Cage has got him at gunpoint, like, feeding him lines. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought this was going to become a buddy comedy at one point. This also came out in 2012, so, like, right... These movies came out around the same time. You think this was going to be, like, the new Die Hard 2? Could have been. I think the only other characters that we didn't really hit on... Uh, Danny Houston is the FBI agent who's Tim after him. Harland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, the first time I saw him, I was like, ooh, it's Striker from X-Men. Uh, and then, oh, that's who that is. All and, right. and my favorite character, just because I always laugh when I see this guy, is MC Ganey playing Hoyt, who's their like tech yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. But I always laugh when I see him because I always think about the movie Sideways, where you see his penis. <laughs> All right, so two dongs in this podcast. Yep, double dong. You can rate this podcast two dongs out of ten. 
it's a like weird said, number for a podcast with three male hosts, but here listen, we are, two dongs. I spent some time in a cold. <laughs> one of them's stumpy. I'm already invested because I just, I love heist movies, and I especially love bad heist movies. And there's some bad heisting going on in this film, and I love it. Yeah. Vincent wants the money, and Will burnt the money because he knew if he got caught with the 10 mil, he'd serve more time. So there is no money. So ultimately, he has to get some of the crew back together to rob the same bank. To get the gang back together. To steal the gold that was in the bank eight years ago. <laughs> well, it's 27 pounds per brick. It's heavy. You can't just move it willy-nilly. But, like... It's already on a table, Sean. What more do you want? The whole plan is to go and steal that gold. At no point is he ever concerned that maybe it was moved somewhere. Maybe it was just there for holding. <laughs> yeah, in eight years. In maybe eight years, they moved the table ten feet. <laughs> that, too. That would have been great. Um, but he, like, burns through the floor with, like... Like a plasma cutter thing. Yeah. I don't know. And then just starts melting the gold to pour down and just into the sewer water to cool. I know something about metal melting and trying to melt down metal and it's not how it works just burn it well i don't know sometimes with like a plasma torch and stuff you can get like slag and stuff oh man on construction sites it's always super cool when they're doing like when the iron workers ultimate apes are up there like cutting something with a plasma torch and like the slags falling down but you've got puddles and stuff on the lower floor and they don't put up any kind of like safety precautions, but it'll just hit the ground and just like explode. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Vincent. Uh, his wig. The wig. Oh. He's got, so he got shot in the leg, so now he lost his leg. He's got a persistent cough. Just his life has not been good. Yeah. Well, it's also funny because he's bitching every time. He's like, I look so bad. And it's like, he doesn't look that bad. Man, yeah, he just, just have a cleaned himself haircut. up. Yeah. And, but he blames everything on Nick Cage. Yep. I did have a note that says, honestly, Vincent doesn't look that bad. Oh, he melted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. uh, He gets lit on fire, hit by a car, shot, and still has enough strength to, like, take his shirt off and fight in the water. That was weird when he was topless in in the water fight in the end. Vincent's ultimate revenge against Nick Cage is when Nick Cage shows up with the money, Vincent, like, pours a bunch of gas on the car and, like, lights the car with Nick Cage's daughter still in it. They tussle. Nick Cage gets in the car, and instead of just trying to pop the trunk, drives it into the water where it slowly sinks, not to the point where it's submerged. Yeah, so it doesn't put the it's fire out. still on fire, and you see Vincent, like, walking to the water's edge. And then 30 seconds later, Vincent pops out of the water with a tire iron and no shirt on. Yeah, I, I kind of made a note. I just said, world's shittiest Terminator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a romp. Kind of. Yeah, it moves along quickly. It's got pretty it's good It's like 90 minutes. Yeah. Man, does uh, New Orleans infrastructure suck? So there's a few on-foot chase sequences where Nick Cage like jump, like jumps like a two-foot gap from roof to roof and his leg like shoots through the floor. I've been to New Orleans and yeah, the buildings are in pretty shitty repair and the infrastructure of that city sucks. Yeah. So when he went through that, I was just like, ah, yeah, I could see that happening. Dumb choice. Nick Cage goes to the feds for help, and of course they don't believe him. But they do believe him because the main fed... uh, Harland. ...does think that Will's a good guy. So they're trying to catch him the entire movie. They know he's trying to rob the bank. They know he did rob the bank. They have caught him red-handed, but he's bleeding out because he's been shot in the gut. Mm -hmm. The daughter's like, you're not going to send my dad back to jail. It's like, why? Uh, Vincent stole the money, even though 
they have evidence otherwise. Yeah. And then, the, but at the end of the film, they're still spying on him, trying to catch him with evidence. I mean, they're still the FBI. Yeah, that, that last scene, I was kind of dying because the two FBI agents are watching through binoculars yeah. and one of them's... <laughs> Mark Valley's like, you know, keep... Because Nick Cage finds a chunk of gold still. It's like, keep the gold so we can arrest you. And yeah. Harlan's just like, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Uh, throw it, throw it. Yeah. The other guy's going, don't throw it. And then he do goes it. to throw it. Do it. Stops. <laughs> goes back Holy to the shit. table. Talks to his old partner. And she's like, well, you can keep it and go back to jail. And he's like, you're right. Stands back up and throws it in the water. And Harlan's like, ah, oh, thank you. Now I can rest. And it turns out he threw a pine cone in the water and kept the gold. Yeah. Bad detective work, FBI guys. Like, yeah. Pine cones float. They, yeah, one, they, <laughs> it, was, it was a really big pine cone. And it's a chunk of gold. You'd think that it would look like he threw that. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be effort. Yeah. A lot of effort to throw it. As far well, especially because when he has the double bag full of gold, he's like, why didn't he plan for like a furniture dolly they were in a sewer it still would have rolled yeah no i mean i mean if we're gonna yeah this this movie's got some holes what to plot i mean he put a lot of thought into everything except for yeah oh, and then spent, i'm gonna drag a duffel bag spent eight years planning this heist yeah yeah no you're right yeah that's okay if that's our only complaint i suppose that's fine and the only actual police work in this movie, when they're trying to figure out where Vincent could maybe like have set up a meeting, because he's a taxi driver, they get the records from the taxi company of where he stopped. Police work. Police work. That's more police work than you see in most Batman movies. <laughs> true enough. Yeah, or most Nick Cage movies. Also true. Yeah, but how often is he a policeman? More often than not. <laughs> I think that statement is provably wrong. Yeah, we have the data. More often than not, well, he's he's not a cop in either of these movies. No, but he is a cop. Whenever he can be a cop, he does like, <laughs> he'll be a cop whenever he fucking wants to be a cop. Nick, <laughs> shut the fuck up. What's the one where he's uh, a cop in Alaska? Frozen Ground. He was asked to play the serial killer, and he said, no, I want to play the cop. There are a lot of cops, and usually they shoot first. Yeah. Fuck the police. As they yeah. did in Drive Angry. It's like, now when I tell you to shoot out his tires, what I mean is shoot his head. No. So believe me when I tell you, shoot out his tires. Yeah. I just like how he said that too. He's like, aim for the tires. I don't know. Do you do you have a quote for this film, Nick? I do. Oh, God. I didn't write them down. I just memorized them. So we're going to edit out some silence. Thinking, 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 thinking. I can't thinking. think when you make me think like that. I don't know. There was a quote in this movie that was pretty decent. Well, Watch it for yourself. Try and guess. And drop down in the comments and tell me what you think my favorite quote was. All right. Well, my favorite quote was when he finds the uh, IT, uh, the tubby IT guy, Hoyt. He, he's got a uh, you know, gun on Hoyt. And he's like, you tell me where she is or I'll blow your lunch all over this carpet. My favorite quote of the movie, not a Nick Cage quote, but it's when he's getting the GPS for Vincent. And he's had the taxi driver like call into the Cajun um, dispatcher and kicks the taxi driver out of the car and just uh, just gets on the oh. phone. He's just like <laughs> the phone walkie talkie. <laughs> My brain CD. stopped working. It's just like a thanks. <laughs> and the dispatcher just goes, "Look at here! You just turned white on me all of a sudden. Who that is?" <laughs> yeah, it's the best oh, line New in the Orleans. film. Who that is? <laughs> Who that is? Um, all right. What would you guys do differently if you were in charge of this heist? Oh, if I was going to steal all that stuff, I would have brought a dolly. Simple. Easy, <laughs> easy fix. Yeah. Everything else, tits. 
Um, Maybe some silicone molds for the gold to fall into so I could have fun-shaped gold bits. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. nice versus just the weird lump. Yeah. yeah. Lumps are dumb. Oh, I don't know. Unless they're lady lumps. <laughs> so you'd have gold Fergie tits? Yeah. I think Fergie would approve. <laughs> the initial heist up until the potential murder was pretty well done breaking into the toy store next to the diamond exchange when they were really going to the bank on the next block. That was pretty cho- That was pretty good. Anchor, yeah. anchor gun was kind of cool. Anchor gun was cool. The heists were pretty on, looked pretty great. Yeah, the heists worked out. Oh, well. even when I, like I they were... Riley's like pickup truck when they're driving away from the gold heist, they get on, she gets on a ferry. It's like, you don't try and rest until they're on uh, Louisiana soil. Yeah. And she, they pull her over and they open the passenger side door and she's just stole a mannequin. A mannequin with a cigarette yeah. in his mouth. Hi, boys. And, like, they don't arrest her, even though, you know... I mean, they don't have anything on her. I guess. If they had looked, they would have found a piece of gold in her, like, the right. back of her truck. But... And also, like, that doesn't really stop cops from arresting people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do it pretty willy-nilly. Fucking dicks. I think I had more fun with this film. I was more engaged by this film. Yeah, it's more engaging. Uh, Drive Angry just kind of suffered from having certain chunks of Nothing. the movie that... They just dragged, and it would lose me. This one, I was able to stay pretty yeah. pretty on point the whole time. I do like how early in the film, when he's trying to avoid the police, he just puts on a mask from a stand, but mm-hmm. he's still wearing all the same clothes, and they were literally just 15 feet behind him. Yeah, but that always works. Because cops are dumb. Yeah, that's true. He also knocks out Mark Valley and another FBI agent, like, handcuffs them into an elevator. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And sent them up to the top floor. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't, like, that big of a deal because somebody would have called an elevator and it would have... That was my thing. It was like, eh, like, say there's probably someone on the next floor who needs an elevator. Yeah, if you're going from, like, the fourth floor up to the 37th floor... It was, like, the somebody, 67th floor. Something like that. It's a stupid high number. Somebody would have called an elevator going up, I'm sure, and it would yeah. have automatically pinged to that floor. But that's a dumb thing to nitpick. Yeah. In a They're, movie where they melted gold with a plasma cutter yeah. and like dragged it out of a sewer. Also, who are you gonna sell that gold to? I'm assuming they have a fence. Yeah, you would have to. But you would probably, you know, melt it down and change it up, re-smelt it, maybe make a giant golden hammer. Or Fergie tits, as we or Fergie tits. Disca- discussed. Fergalicious. In terms of what I'd want to watch again, I'd probably say stolen. Yeah, I'd watch this one again too. I mean, Drive Angry's cagier. Yeah, but it's there's some good cage in this. I feel there was something. God, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at the top of the next episode with my quote from this movie. It was pretty decent. You can just send me a, a audio message or something, and I'll just cut it in. It's <laughs> totally different. Yeah, that's okay. My my audio is inconsistent from episode to episode. Anyways, true enough. Because I don't know how to sit in front of something and sit still. Oh, also, fun fact. Um. Same director as Con Air. So they worked together before. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Con Air obviously is a much better movie. Yeah. Also, I've written down here, fun fact number three. Ooh. Ooh, and it's just... I don't, I don't think I found it. And we'll cut fact. right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so that, that's good. I mean, Stolen Advances. Yeah. Um, next week, we are back in the funny bracket. So we've got Peggy Sue Got Married and The Family Man. With a guest? Perhaps we will have a guest. Yeah. We'll see if he can tear himself away from his family. From his family, yeah. Much like, uh, much like Drive Angry, this episode kind of ends just all right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you all, especially our patrons.
Josh, Sean, Josie, and Rico. I love three of them. You hate Josie? Yes. Cold. Ice cold. <laughs> love you, Josie. Mission My cans were incredibly hot. <laughs> I was just sitting here getting beat to death by Sean's voice. I was like, maybe I can do this. Oh, yeah, I can reach it. <laughs> now I am the producer. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not going to do the work. Good, now I can be talent. <laughs> oh, Good God. luck. I need someone... <laughs> Sean has something to say, too. I do. Uh, you were going to apologize, but now I know oh. it's not heartfelt. Oh, yes. No, I, I want to apologize for... Uh, for. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I Things were said about a, a fellow Sean uh, who I don't know. And uh, for that, I am um, sorry if he's butthurt. <laughs> Did we decide that we can say butthurt? I can't remember. <laughs> Was that on this podcast? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember much anymore. The days are just blending together. It's all Nick Cage at this point. I think the appropriate term is sex worker. 